This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, February 28, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Well, you made it to the middle of Lent. For some, it probably seems like a long time. For other people, it probably doesn't seem like it's lasted very long at all. Um, probably it depends a lot on how introspective you've been in looking at it. Um, because if you've been following your Lenten discipline correctly, then you should have been examining your life to see those things that you've done and left undone, and to measure your own life according to God's Word and, and the perfection that He calls each one of us to, um, the perfection that is all that can exist in the kingdom of God at the end of time. And, and so, as we travel through those places, I suspect that, like me, you found that um, you kind of commit the same sins over and over again. I always thought how it's really kind of, we're kind of boring, you know, if you think about it. We are not very unique in our sinfulness. I mean, we don't ever come up with anything new, and we tend to get into a rut um, with our sins, too. And what's worse about those is that we tend to make excuses for them. Don't you find you do that? I mean... It's one of the things, if you've ever had little kids, you know that you get two little kids together and one of them does something, then the other one will say, well, he made me do it. <laughs> it's always somebody else's fault. You know, there's always an excuse. I looked excuse up in the dictionary. According to Webster's, excuse is an apology for something that you should have done or something that you didn't do that you were supposed to have done. Doesn't sound very good right off the bat, does it? <laughs> and we tend to use it as a way of justifying ourselves and saying it's okay that I messed up because of this or that or the other. And we see it all through life. We see it in the workplace. We see it at, with school and homework. We see it with um, our friendships and, and when we do things. And, and even more so, we see it in our families when we let each other down. Um, it's very, very common to come up with excuses. And so the question is, is why? Well, part of it, is, it seems to be inbred in the fallenness of our creation. And we even see it in today's Old Testament lesson that Dan read. You know, it's one of my favorite Bible stories, I've got to tell you, because you just got to, we, we know the story so well that we don't really think about it. But if you think about it, it it's really hilarious. I mean, you got to imagine, Moses' wife is at home. She's very fortunate to be able to stay at home. Of course, her father owns the ranch, so that helps a lot. Um, but Moses is out working, tending the sheep. And like you have 10 sheep, you got to keep walking around until they find grass. And in the desert, that's not the easiest thing to do. So he finally goes over to the base of Mount Horeb. And when he arrives there, he looks over and there is a bush. And it's burning up. Well, that's kind of a strange thing to have happen. So the day goes on and he doesn't come home at their usual time. So she's having a whole dinner. She's wondering, what in the world has he been doing? I mean, is he okay? Should I send somebody after him? What's happened? Well, finally, he comes straggling in. And she says, are you all right? You're really late. He goes, yeah, I guess. She goes, what do you mean you guess? He said, you're not going to believe what happened to me today. And she says, well, what happened? He said, you're not going to believe it. Said, well, tell me what happened. So he says, well, I was out tending the sheep and all, and you're trying to get them some grass, and I saw this bush. It was on fire. She's thinking, well, that's not that unusual. You're in the middle of a desert. I mean, it's hot. Things catch on fire. And he goes, yeah, but this bush wasn't being consumed by it. Now, did you ever wonder how Moses knew that the bush wasn't being consumed? Hmm? 
I mean, he could have stood there a long time, I guess, to see if it ever burned up completely, but that could take a long time. But what happens when fire is consuming something? It produces something. Smoke. Yeah, smoke comes off of That's the byproduct. There's no smoke coming off this fire. So he's thinking, that's really weird. And then he looks closer and notices the leaves don't change any. They don't wither up or anything. So anyway, Moses says to his wife, I, I'm, I decided, well, I better, I'm going to go check this out. This is really weird. And so I went over there, and when I was almost to it, all of a sudden, this bush said, Moses, Moses! We said, wait a minute, the bush talked to you? Yeah! He said, what did the bush want? It told me to take off my shoes. He said, in the middle of the desert, the, the bush told you to take off your shoes. What would you do? He said, well, I took off my shoes. <laughs> now, you have to picture this, too. Have you ever been in, in the middle of a desert, a hot desert? Can you imagine what it's like when you take off your shoes and put your feet on the sand or the rock? That's hot. Um, so you can imagine Moses dancing around like he's stepping on hot potatoes or something um, while he's trying to talk to this bush. And so at this point, his wife's getting worried. She said, would you like to sit down and have something to drink? I think you might have had heat stroke or something. I mean, bushes don't talk to people. He goes, he goes that's the least of it. You wouldn't believe what happened next. And she said, well, what happened next? And he says, he said, that he was the Lord my God, the God of my ancestors. The bush, you were, wait, let me see, make sure I got this straight. You were out in the desert, you ran into a bush that was on fire but didn't burn up, and it talked to you. It told you to take off your shoes and then told you that it was God. So your God is a bush. Yeah. I'm worried about you, Moses. This is bad. So he goes, oh, that's not the worst of it, though. She goes, I mean, there's more? And she goes, yeah. And he said, well, the bush wants me to do something. What does he want you to do? He wants me to go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let his people go. And she goes, are you crazy? If you go back to Egypt, you're a dead man. You're wanted for murder. <laughs> you know, your stepbrother is the Pharaoh of Egypt now, and he doesn't like you anyway. You know, if you go back there, they're going to kill you. Surely you told the bush no. Well, I tried. What do you mean you tried? Well, I said, you know, who am I that I should go to Egypt and say anything? And, 